0: The church is shrinking. At least that's the opinion of Leonard Pitts in an article that he wrote a few weeks ago that I saw in the Richmond Times Dispatch. The title said, Small wonder the church is shrinking. Well, the buildings may not be shrinking. As a matter of fact, some of them seem to be getting bigger and bigger. But the people, the congregation, is it shrinking? And more importantly, is the church even relevant now in 2021? According to a Gallup poll, religious membership in the church has gone from 73% to 48% in the last few years. Now, there are many reasons for that. First, some people don't seem to think church is necessary anymore. Second, many churches, such as the Catholic Church, for instance, has had a huge number of scandals regarding their priests. And some people, a lot of people, have left because of that. But one of the major reasons why the church is shrinking today are the white evangelicals right here in the good old USA. Now. Why would white evangelicals be caught the cause of a shrinking church? Very simply put, it's because many of them have chose to worship politics rather than worship God. Case important. They don't really focus on the teachings of God anymore. They teach focus on one or two subjects that they see as relevant, blocking out everything else that's surrounding them. Ask any evangelical, black or white, but mostly white, what their main focus is politically, they want to stop abortion and they are against any LGBTQ agenda. They have taken these two focuses and have made them the deadly sins of the world. They have looked right over their own sins and focused on just these two things. But more than just focusing on that, they have put their political clout behind it. They have supported from the pulpit political candidates who Believe in those things, or who say they believe in those things, they have paid no attention whatsoever to the other teachings of Jesus Christ. Let's look at our political our political climate here. Can't mention it without mentioning President Number Forty Five, Donald Trump. Well, the evangelicals embraced him wholeheartedly because of his views on abortion and on LGBTQ. They also embraced them because of their views on the Second Amendment and being able to own as many guns as they can so that people can get killed by them. But they didn't focus on really what Jesus said. I remember a few years ago, I had a discussion on Facebook with a friend of my daughter's who is a stringent evangelical and Trump supporter. And we were talking about one of my favorite passages of scripture, which is the Gospel of Matthew, verse 25, verses 34 through 40. Now, if you're not familiar with it, please look it up. But I'm just going to paraphrase right now. Basically, Jesus is telling a parable. And he is telling the people that because of this parable, the ones that would enter the kingdom are the ones that fed the hungry or visited those in prison that took in the um, stranger or the immigrant. Um, Basically, he was saying the things that we all know that should be done to work with and help each other. Well, what happened was the fact that the way he said it was, whatever you've done to the least of these, To the least of these, and the least of those are those that are hungry, those that are sick, those that are in prison, those that are strangers. You have done it unto me. I think sometimes we forget that fact. You see, the evangelical agenda is really not about feeding the hungry. They much rather reduce social service um, safety nets, food stamps, that sort of thing. Definitely not about taking care of the sick. They spent the four years of the Trump term trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. As far as taking care of the prisoners, they just want to build more jails, preferably for profits, so that they can get rich while they're locking up our people. And accepting the immigrant? What a joke. They're more interested in erecting walls rather than trying to find out why people are trying to come here. So what has happened is the church has fallen away from its teachings and has fallen into the trap of politics. Now you probably ask, who am I to have a say about this or to dare speak out against the church? Well, I think I can do it because I'm a member of the church. I've been in the church all my life. Um, I serve as a Baptist in a Baptist church now. I'm an ordained minister and an associate minister at a church. So I kind of know the church, but I also know that the church is actually made of people. And I think that is what a lot of people have forgotten. The church, as far as attendance, may be shrinking. But the interesting thing, just as many people or more people say that they still believe in God, which means that people believe in God. They just don't want to go to any particular church. And why is that? I think we have become overly religious. We have focused on the rules and regulations of our own denomination. And yes, even non-denominationals are still a denomination. And we've decided what we want church to look like. We've decided what order we want the service to be in, how many services, time of day, what we do, do we have a sermon, what kind of sermon. We want control over all of that. And we are forgetting the main tenet of our faith. We are the church. That's right, the people. We, the people, are the church. It is important that we realize that and remember that, because right now, all over the world and all over this country in particular, there are some church buildings that are still closed. The building may be closed, but the church is wide open. I had a minister friend of mine talk to my daughter Um, This particular person is more of a non-denominational or evangelical, and when my daughter mentioned that her church was closed, she says, oh, well, I'm going to pray for your church, because you see, there is a group of really, really good evangelical Christians that believe the church should be open at all costs, even in the middle of a pandemic and even as people die. I know it sounds like I'm rambling now and I am a little bit, but I'm really concerned about this concept of what the church is. You see, I think that first thing, I know that nothing happens without God's permission. This pandemic, yes, I do believe it is real. I do believe it is dangerous. And I do believe that this occurred to kind of get us as a people away from all of the religiosity that we love and embrace so much. I think it's given us a time to strip away the buildings, the structures, and to look at what our faith looks like and how do we translate that faith to someone else. It's made us become creative in our thinking and made us think of new ways to reach people that will not and would not ever enter into a church door. We've had to do more stuff online and more uh, small group things if we did them in person. We've had to think of creative ways to minister to one another creative ways to have service, to have Bible study, to even have good Christian fellowship. And all of that is important because all of that is what the church is about. If we look at the first century church, right after the ascension of Jesus Christ in the book of Acts, we found the church meeting together as small groups of men and women who gave up their goods shared every, shared with each other whatever goods and food they needed to, and met each day to praise God, talk about God, and share God's blessings. That is in essence what the church is. The church is not about going into a building or logging on for an hour or two on Sunday morning and then living the rest of the week the way you want to. In the first church, in the early church, Those that follow Jesus Christ were called the way. They followed the ways of Jesus Christ. They didn't just follow him going into synagogue. They didn't just follow the praying. They followed the teachings. They followed in practice the relationships. And that's what the church is all about. It's about the relationships not just our relationship with God, but our relationship with each other. I don't think we can be really effective Christians if we hate other people. And I'm not just talking about the simple hatred of someone that did us wrong or that we had an ought against, as the Bible says. But I'm talking about actual hate and degradation of entire groups of people. I do not believe that you can truly be a Christian. And when I say Christian, I mean a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ, not just believing in Jesus Christ, but following the teachings. Now, let me back this up before I go any further. We have to do more than believe in Jesus Christ, believe in God. You see, it's okay to believe in things. I can believe in the Easter Bunny if I want to. But if I don't follow the teachings of the Easter Bunny, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to believe in Jesus Christ or to believe there is a God. The key is, are we trying to do the right thing, follow the teachings of Jesus, And actually, trying to become better people to get closer to God. See, I don't believe you can be a real Christian and be a racist. Don't believe it. I don't believe you can be a real Christian and be homophobic or be a sexist. I don't believe you can be a real Christian and downgrade or denigrate or Just dismiss any total group of people. It is not possible. It does not follow the teaching. So what is happening is people are falling away from the groups that profess they are Christians, yet practice hatred. I remember years ago, we used to hear about this church called Westboro Baptist Church their whole ministry was about hating gay people. The whole ministry. They spent much of their time standing on corners talking about how God hates gay people. They didn't use the word gay, they used another slur that I don't even wanna use. They spent time actually going to the funerals of fallen veterans and come talking about how they were killed because America loves gay people. There is something wrong. There is something so warped and so sick when you hate in the name of Jesus. Just like there was something wrong and so sick when you enslave a group of people in the name of Jesus. Well, that original sin of slavery is continuing to bite America in the butt. It won't go away. Every now and then they say, oh, just get over it. We can't get over it. The vestiges are still here. And as I said in my last podcast, racism is real. But now is the time for us to look and find out, is our faith real? If I were a baby Christian or seeking to become a Christian, and I looked at the way many of these evangelical churches are, the things they preach, the beliefs they have, the way they talk politics, I would not want to be a part of it. I would say, that's okay, I'm good. I'll stay over here with the heathens first. So. If the church is going to be relevant, then each of us who are a part of the church must live our faith every single day. We cannot pick and choose how to live our faith. We cannot pick and choose what parts of the gospel we follow. We cannot denigrate people one day and say that we love Jesus the next. That doesn't make sense. So it's time for us, if we call ourselves a Christian, to actually take a look in the Bible and see what it says about being a Christian. Actually read what Jesus Christ said. Read it, study it, and then see if our actions line up with it. The church will continue to shrink. And if we aren't careful, the church we used to know may disappear altogether. And you know what? That may not even be a bad idea. Because if the church with the buildings and all the trappings and all the politics disappears, then maybe, just maybe, we'll go back to that first century church. So this is what we need to do to become relevant. We need to continue to realize that we are the church, the people. We need to remember and follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. That means actually do some Bible study corporately and individually. We need to be an example. We are the hands, feet, and mouthpiece of Jesus. People are not going to know Jesus unless by what we do, what we say, and what we speak. And we have to live our faith in every single aspect of our lives. But most important, we have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It has to go beyond the Lord's Prayer and one hour on Sunday morning. So, The church buildings are closed and many churches are becoming less relevant and smaller. So it's time to go back to the basics. Look at where we started from. Go back to the book of Acts and start rebuilding all over again. This time is a great opportunity for the church to reinvent itself. I know my ministry has. So how about you? How about your church? Are we going to let the church fade away? Or are we going to reinvent it into something that will reach more and be more relevant and more real than we ever thought possible? Anyway, that's enough of my rambling about the church today. Let me know what your thoughts are. And more important, to think about what your relationship with God is and your relationship with other people. If you hate a whole group of people, then you probably are a heathen. <laughs> yes, that is what I just said. Because you cannot be a follower of Jesus Christ and the teachings of Jesus Christ if you allow hatred to, ru- to run your life when we live and have a God who loves us so dearly. So walk in love, everyone. Think about what you're doing, and think about how you're showing yourself to others. Remember the old joke. If you were on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? That's it for now. Have a great day, everyone. See you next time. Bye. i